This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Homesdale Radio. Football Blogging Award Finalist 2015. www.holradio.net Hello and welcome to Homesdale Radio. My name is Chris Hambling and I am your host for this podcast rather than a live show. And today I'm joined by Patrick O'Connor. Hello. Hello. And Albert Curley. Good good evening. Good evening indeed. Now that's a little bit of a change. We're recording this intro after we've done the show, and it's definitely not because the intro that we did do was rubbish in any way, was it? It was good. Mm. No, it's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. But you know, we are we're actually in a position where we can talk about what we talked about on the show, which is great. So we talked about, obviously, the Everton game, uh, the fact that it was 1-1. And we talked about all the different incidents in there. How did Jason punch his leg? How did Wayne Hennessy do? Was that a great save? Or was he, was he lucky? Should he have done more elsewhere? You know, what was Papa Suarez's evening like? Looked tricky. Children that kind of vomit. Uh, we talked about children vomiting, yeah. Uh, there was uh, various times where we dabbled in the world of topical comedy politics. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It was good, wasn't it, Albert? It was really good. Um, I've got to say, I feel it was one of our best. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Th- I yeah, picked it up too much. I picked it up too much. Yeah, you've gone too far. And the other thing is, right, I mean, there were spells during it where we couldn't really hear each other. And I don't know how they sound yet. I'm sure Tav will get most of that in the edit, you know, and make it sound like we're talking to each other. But for a while there, it was difficult. I was essentially wandering around a room trying to sort of like hear people it was good wasn't it was this in your yeah. pants by chance say again was this in your pants because you're I was, oh yeah I am in my pants yeah. in my hotel room and at one stage as Taz just pointed out in our chat here I was in the toilet trying to see if the signal was better in there wow um, it wasn't unfortunately and they did make my voice echo that was fun but do you know what um, I did but you sound great now Chris yeah isn't it weird how it's all fine <laughs> now isn't it? it's all fine everything works now <laughs> Perfectly. Uh, but just for that just little one, one saving grace, guys. Mm. Thank God we're professionals. Exactly, yeah. Agreed. If it wasn't our professionalism is the only reason that anyone's got a podcast to listen to this week. And I want that noted. So, what do you think? By me? By who? You will enjoy the show that is coming up right now. Um, right now? Let me get the right inflection on that. Hold on. Coming up Aren't right you? now. 
no, hang on. That, that sounded just too weak, didn't it? Listen to Homestale Radio on the go using our Apple iOS app. Download at holradio.net forward slash iOS. It's fair to say that Everton looks a very, very good team. Um, and it was a different kind of performance from Palace. It was more of a, um, you know, a gritty sort of defensive display than it was a, a display of or attacking prowess. And it was nice to see that we could still do that in a lot of ways. But, you know, there's a few highlights um, in terms of conversational uh, pieces from the first half. Because I think it was a very negative reaction, particularly on social media, to, to the way we played in the first half, despite the fact we defended resolutely and, um, you know, rode our luck at times, I guess. But uh, it's very interesting to see how the fact that we, we played very similar uh, football in the second half, but up to the point we scored, where everyone's opinions did kind of shift into the more positive realm, even when we uh, even when we conceded. You know, I think everyone was just very, very tense over the fact that it was um, attack versus defence for a fair portion of the game. So, I mean, that's, that's my summary anyway. I don't know. Patrick, you think that's fair? Yeah, very much so. I think, honestly, I think we kind of missed uh, Zaha in there. Mm. I think he gives a little bit of an impetus. I like the way we played the match before when you had, you know, Balassi through the middle. So I think that little change made a big difference. I think that's what we kind of saw with Jedi in there. He makes us more solid, but I think missing Wolf's, you know, uh, outlet as a winger really hurt us, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's a very fair point. And it's it's, it's interesting how much um, when he's not there, you know, considering that Wilf was trying to sort of get his way back into the team when Sacco joined. Um, yeah. You know, he was the guy missing out. And we were all questioning it because he's made such a positive contribution this season. But, it's it's interesting to see how much we miss him now. He's absolutely on fire. And, yeah. Um, but the but the point you picked out there about Balassi, I must be a bit when Balassi was playing through the centre. We've talked a lot about whether we should be playing him as a striker. Um, is he starting to look the real deal in that position? Um, honestly, I, I like him off of a striker. Uh, the point mm. being, I like him playing with Wickham because I think they they link up very well. I thought Wickham's link up uh, play was excellent on on a Monday. I think Blassie off of him is excellent. Um, in the second half, we went with Blassie up front and Gail White. I was very, I was perturbed because I love uh, Yannick, but not that far forward. But um, again, I think it's something that we're kind of looking at, um, seeing a, an evolution of the, how we're going to play. And I think that, you know, Paul is kind of looking at different kind of things. I, I, I have no real issue with Blassie central, but just not by himself. Okay. Uh, Albert, your sort of view on, on what we've talked about so far? Yeah, I've, I agree with Patrick on Balassi. I'm, I've, I've said it on the show a couple of times. I'm, I'm never too confident when he's up front. And, yes, that's certainly the case when he's up there on his own. What, seeing Wickham back the last couple of games, there is definitely a bit more, you know, a lot of people are, are sort of itching for Wickham to score. You know, and quite rightly, that's what he's sort of being paid to do. But at the moment, he seems to be concentrating more on, on, on bringing in the other attacking players who, at the moment, you know, Blassie's obviously got one last couple of games, and Zaha, you know, Newcastle, Burnley, everyone scored. Um, but again, Blassie for me, not a long-term option up top. Um, yeah. Much happier with him on the wing. Yeah, and um, he's starting to look like he's finding a bit of form as well, though. Wherever he's been, but you know, he's, he's running defenders again. You know, plenty of enthusiasm, big smile on his face yesterday, which was good. To yeah, see. very, very nice. encouraging. Um, when he chested that ball down, that was unreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was. Um, was that from Kabai's pass? I think it was Kabai absolutely drilled it at him. Yeah. Yeah. He just took it, it down. Just, it just stops completely it? dead. As as a bit of football, as in you know, as in essentially two touches, it was just it was phenomenal because the pass was right across the pitch, 
and he didn't move. Yannick didn't have to move because it was going straight at his chest. Like you say, he just absolutely killed it. It was a superb bit of football. And that shows you the sort of the class we got in the team at the moment. Patrick? And the other thing is that the play that he made to beat the play on the left-hand side in the quarter, Wickham Wickham almost scored, that was also a brilliant play. He made a great move to beat the, uh, the right back. Um, I guess that's Coleman, I guess he beat. And then he put a great ball in and Wickham, you know, made it, had a great header. And Tim Howard, who I like, is an American, but made a great save. Reflex save, always, you know, Wickman had his first goal for us. So Yeah, it's a shame we haven't got Terrence, because I think he'd have pointed out that, that Howard usually has an absolute mare against us. <laughs> he you know, does. A very good save from Wickham, and that's a real shame. real shame for Wickham that he yeah. couldn't put that away. It would have been a, deserved at the time. Albert? I just wanted to ask you, Chris, how you would have um, received that, that ball that Kabai, with the Kabai pass we're talking about. If he had levered it straight at your chest, how, how would you have dealt with that? <laughs> Well, the thing is, it had been very, very similar, but for different reasons, in that I just sort of stared blankly at it as it hit me. I feel, <laughs> I feel the impact from would have just hit the sort of, shall we say, softer exterior that, uh, that I possess and would have dropped to my feet. And, and obviously, you know from seeing me play football, once the ball's at my feet, no one knows what's going to happen. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um no, honestly, I, that that for me was was probably the highlight of the game. Even though you know we scored later on and played some good stuff, and you know more impressively was the way we defended. Some absolutely superb performances at the back, excluding uh, probably one that we'll talk about in a minute. But I want to start. Um, I want to start talking about Jason Punchin. Um, I know he's a topic that we talk about an awful lot. Um, you know, and we have some strong opinions both directions through various people on the show, <laughs> including uh, actually has got a very negative opinion. Patrick, you're often in the position of defending him, as as am I at times. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't think any of us have been any doubt that um, you know, that, although he was pretty good against Newcastle, I don't think any of us have been in any doubt that he's been struggling for form this season. And um, but he took an awful lot of criticism um, on Twitter, and it was. It was him that was picked out. Do you think that that was fair just to pick out him in that in that first half, Patrick? I can see why people would do that. You know, um, stats say he had a great, you know, he had a decent match. I mean, he had the assist on the goal. He had some what they call, um, you know, he had a pretty decent uh, uh, passing percentage and had some really good uh, final balls. But he gave the ball away a lot, and that's all people really see. If you want, again, we talk about you know, peep, uh, player watch. If you want to watch punching, you'll see him give it away a lot more yeah. than you really like him to. But Honestly, it's something that I'm not sure, like, I'm, I can't quite figure out if it's the Kabai thing where he's playing a different position and doesn't like it, if he's not the key player in the, in the, on the team. But he gets well away a lot in the first half. So I can see how people get on him. But I just don't, I, I'm, not a big, I'm not big on picking on, you know, a player who's not performed well, uh, you know, when he's done well in the past. You know what I mean? He's got a proven track record with us. Yes, it's usually post-January. When he's either scores yeah. or assists, but if you look at his stats, he's got decent stats. I think he's got three assists this year. I think that's top on our top tops on our team. And again, he didn't have a great first half defensively, you know, giving the ball away. But again, I, I I'm a big fan of his. So yeah, I mean, for me, it was really noticeable that when the game was, I say, open, it was too open <laughs> from probably from both managers' perspective. Um, later on in the second half, um, after we'd made a few changes, and he suddenly had space. It was really noticeable that he was using the ball better. Yeah, you know, he was breaking out. He was he was center central, but sort of drifting around. But you know, when he wasn't given so much defensive duty to do at that time, he you know he looked a lot more comfortable. Um, 
And I think that's again. You look in the, some of the ratings in the papers. I know he, he got top top marks on our team. And I think that's that's people watching the last ten minutes and not bothering to think about the rest of the game because there's no way he was the best player on the pitch for us. But exactly. Having said that, having said that, he was effective in, in what he what he had to do, which was take a decent corner, you know, which we scored from <laughs> straight yeah. on Dan's edge. You can't criticise him, you know, because if he doesn't doesn't play that ball exactly the way he does, you know, it take it takes a bit of skill, but. You know, at times he is a passenger, and at times it is him where you know where the move breaks down. Now, whether you want to analyse that a bit further and say that the move's breaking down because he's the one we look for to play the the final difficult ball, that's a, that's another argument. You know, is it always that he's making the wrong decision, or is it always that he's the one that's got the hardest pass to make? I don't know. Uh, those those sort of things to to think about because it's not always quite as black and white as people think. Um, but yeah, he's still nowhere near the level that, that he's he's capable of, which I think is probably the point worth conceding. You got um, any any views to add on that, Albert? I think the the problem. Um, I'm, I'm not quoting Gel because I necessarily agree that I think Punchin's rubbish, and I'm going to in um, quotation marks coat him. Uh, but yeah, we, I think we're all in agreement, as you said, that he's been a bit bit ropey this season. The thing for me is that. Seeing him out wide again, obviously he was pushed out wide in absence of Zaha, and we haven't really seen him that, out there too much this season. Uh, something that Gels always said that he really slow he really slows the game down when he's wide because he, he, he's not he's not as pacey as, as uh, um, Zaha and Balassi, and he, he he doesn't easily beat a man, <clears throat> which is okay. You know, different players have different attributes, but the the thing that I found slightly frustrating in the first half against Everton is. It's almost like Punchin's trying to prove that he can beat a man like Zaha and Balassi with a bit of skill, and more often than not, he doesn't. And then, you know, certainly against teams like Everton, who are, you know, as good if not better on the counter attack than us, you're instantly putting everybody on the back foot. Um, that's that's what I found slightly frustrating, particularly on Monday. That's not necessarily a season-wide comment, just based on Monday's right. first half. That's a very interesting point. You know, he doesn't have the immediate acceleration to get away from a player. That, that you know, that's something that's really noticeable for me. And I've talked about it in a variety of ways before, talking about the fact that he, you know, he does tend to slow the game down. He does, you know, particularly when he's when he's out wide. You know, you never get him going down the outside of a player. But you, you know, you're absolutely right. It's um, yeah, it's slightly troubling in in some ways when he when he doesn't sort of um. You know, it, it it sort of doesn't sort of make the right decision. But like I say, maybe maybe it's because he's he's at that key position in the team. Um, go on, Patrick. Yeah, but the thing is, Chris, he's actually not he's not slow. Um, on the play that people want to get on him about, which is they get the ball away in the middle of the field, he sprinted back and uh, uh, to to make a play. He's actually very very fast. He chooses to play slowly though. That's how he is. So I think that bothers people because his style of play is to kind of play a certain way. You know, he's very, very skillful. He's, he's, a, he's a technique player. People would say he's a luxury player, if you want to use that word. But he's not slow. He just is not as quick as, as Balassi and Zaha. The other thing I want to say is that I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about the way that Kabai plays best and the way that Punchin plays best, if they could ever really fit together. We've seen it in a couple of matches where they have played really well together. I prefer, me personally, Kabai to play deeper because I think when he gets to the back four and then looks, looks around, he's much, much better. When he's pushed forward to me, he kind of gets lost. Whereas you just said before, if Punchin can, can kind of float around, he's also very effective. So we can figure a way to have Kabai play where he's been playing, which is in front of the back four, and have, have Jason Punchin float. We'd be much better off. What do we think in, in terms of, of how the midfield worked with Jednak back in there? Because, again, a lot of people 
were crying out for, for Jednak to come back in. Funny, a punching to come out of the team rather than Will, but Jednak to come right. back into that side deadly. And then, um, and then have obviously Kabai further forward. I think actually Kabai struggled when he was further forward uh, because he had, again, he had less time on the ball. It was only when he sort of dropped into wide positions or dropped a bit deeper that, that he had any real effect on the game. Uh, and it was probably his, you know, even though he had some absolute class moments, it's probably his least effective game for us, I thought. Um, just aware that my signal was not so great. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully you got that as a, as a point, Patrick. You got anything to say in response, or did you miss most of that? No, I, no, I got what you said. Um, I, I, I'm a big Jedi fan, so him being back in the lineup for me was great. I thought he he helped make us more solid. I know that you can definitely give a lot of credit to Dan and Delaney were excellent on Monday, blocking shots and tackling. But I really thought having Jedi in front of those two really helped a lot. Uh, as far as holding off a very good Everton side for so long. So I liked him being back there. I feel that at some point that Zaha will come in for punching, and that's going to be the change you're going to see. You're going to see, you know, Balassi and Zaha wide with Jedi sitting in front of the back four, at least at least on some occasion, depending on who we play. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, a that. possibility. We've got... No, yeah, I, I, I think we're. It was a nice reminder, you know, that we're actually you're actually quite spoiled when a player like Jednak all of a sudden you sort of think, oh yeah, we've got we've got him on the books. You know, we, we haven't really seen him a great deal. He's been off the bench mostly, and um, to, to yeah, to see him come in and I, I thought he did everything that he was that we're used to. He, he didn't often, you know, we've, we've accused him at times of. He can get passed out of the game. Teams can knock it round him. And again, Everton are a really, a really tight technical team. And I, I don't think he looked out of place, to be honest. And I, I know it's not through any sort of great skill or endeavour, but you know, he, he, he should have earned us a penalty. Um, that I'm sure we'll come on to that. But that, um, that shirt put on Yedinak whilst he's trying to get on the end of that set piece, you know, that, that's a nailed on penalty, and and he deserved better from that. Um, I hope you can hear this because I'm struggling to hear you. Um, might have to switch to a phone call in a minute. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we'll probably sort of leave that situation there, really, um, and, and start talking about um, another of the, the, the players that we've been looking at in, um, in detail uh, over the last few weeks, and that is Wayne Hennessy. Um, made one absolutely terrific save. Um, and that's something we criticised him in the past for, Patrick, about not doing, about not making saves. Uh, Chris, you're right. And um, I'm going to be very clear. I have no problem with Wayne Hennessy as a Crystal Palace player. Um, I would never root for him to give up goals or you know, play badly. My whole thing with him has been that, for me, he's been put in a situation where he's been quite lucky in that a lot of matches that we played in, we were able to get those, uh, you know, the clean sheets against, for instance, like West Brom, etc. But the save he made on, on Monday was absolutely brilliant. It was a world-class save, maybe the best they've ever seen made by a Palace goalie since probably Julian's save in the, uh, in the playoff final. So, all credit to him. I just think that, um, personally, I'd like to have a, I'd prefer a Sproni in there, but based on how he's done the lot in that game, for instance, I can't, I can't criticize him. People think I don't like him. It's not that I don't like him. I just prefer to see another goalie in there. Um, people said on Monday that he was really good distributing the ball. My problem with him is that he seems to react slowly to certain types of shots. And to me, he doesn't command the box like I like to see him command the box. But again, the save was, was, was brilliant, and I've got no problem with that. 
Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. Um, so yeah, so obviously before that uh, that jingle that Tavel cunningly insert into the podcast, there we were talking about Wayne Hennessy. Um, you know, obviously Patrick's making the point there that uh, you know it's not that you know no one on the show hates Wayne Hennessy, although I may have said that a game recently. But I don't hate. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hate him. I don't hate him. When it goes record, I don't hate him. It's no, I'm more, I'm more of a, I'm more of a lack of confidence in Wayne Hennessy, but credit where it's due, that was an absolutely top class save. And if you're being completely honest about it, you know Julian Speroni's not going to get to that sort of that shot from Tom Kev- Cleverley. I agree because he's not he's not got that height, um, and he's he's got you know he's got his fingertips to it, absolute fingertips, and made made a quality save. You know, uh, if you look at the other work that he did, he was relatively commanding. You know, claimed claimed a lot in the air, um, but there again, there's a couple of a couple of times that concern me where he's um, where he's not really moving when shots come in, um, and obviously, right. you know, the wood the woodwork was probably our man of the match. Um, you know, with, <laughs> that's what I said uh, on Twitter. You know, yeah, I agree. <laughs> but um, but no, it's, it was a really encouraging sign. I think you know, in a way, we've probably been a bit harsh on 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 the guy because he hasn't played an awful lot of football for for quite a number of seasons. You know, he fell out of favour at Wolves. Uh, before making the move to us, um, and and you know didn't just hasn't played really. And if you think back to when when Jules didn't play for Palace for for a long period of time, and then became a legend, I think maybe you know we've got to afford another player the same right to win us over. And um, if he makes more saves like that, I think you know that's something that that he'll do. Uh, Albert, your views on on Hennessy? Um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't see the save um, to which you're referring because I spent. Most of the second, all of the second half, covered in child's vomit. Um, the, it was injury time in the first half. I heard some noises coming from the monitor, which is obviously up in my son's room. Um, I went up there to see what was going on, and I can only describe it as he was kneeling in the middle of his cot, and it looked like somebody had killed a shotgun with a squirrel right in front of him. Uh, it was just carnage, and he proceeded to be sick of me about six times in the second <laughs> half, and I spent most of that time in and out of the shower. So yeah. I'm sure it was a great save. I'm great save. <laughs> if only he could have been here to catch the vomit that was spewing out of my son's mouth, I would have really appreciated that. <laughs> so thanks for nothing, Wayne Hennessy. You <laughs> Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Probably not the answer I was expecting. Although you did, to be fair to you, you did warn me about that before the show started, so I probably should have remembered that. But um, okay, fair enough. No, but I like him. I like him. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Come on. Yeah, yeah, he's um, certainly more saves like that and he'll, he'll win a few few more fans, certainly. Um, so, Pap Soiree then uh, had an absolutely torrid time against Gerard Delavoux, um, who, do you know what, it's, it's funny. Gerard Depardieu? Yeah, Gerard Depardieu, yeah. Um, you know, how that guy's playing football, you know, in, in his condition, I don't know. No, um, you know, Delavoux, he, he was... He reminded me a bit of Zaha in the, you know, when he when he broke through in the championship. In that you watch the things he does and think, my God, you know what a player you've got there. But actually, end product wasn't tremendous. You know, if he was um, delivering consistent end products, Everton probably score about six or seven goals the way he was um, the way he was getting past Suarez and finding space. And I noticed a few people talking about the fact that we weren't dealing with it, by, we weren't getting tight. You know, a lot of players get tight on our our wide players, but. You know, we we didn't do that. So, um, and and we're kind of sort of asking for uh, asking for trouble doing that. And indeed, that's where their their goal came from. But um, what did you make of Suarez's performance, then, Patrick? Um, I've got to take into account that I think Delafeu was an excellent player. He's a Barcelona product. They have a buyback clause to get him back, and I heard they might try and get him back. People underrate that player. Remember, two years ago we beat them three two. He was the most dangerous player on the field for me. I, I was very. I'm always afraid when he's on the field. So luckily, he wasn't there last year. But He's a very good player. I think Suarez um, could have had a better match, honestly, but um, I, I would have liked to have seen us maybe double up on Delafeu to kind of help, help Suarez out. I think Suarez's best um, attributes are not defending. He's more of an attacking player. I think we've all seen that. So, um, And against Delafeu, he really showed that he, he struggled against those type of wingers. But thankfully, there aren't that many of those kind of players in, our, in the EPL. But um, I think it wasn't Suarez's best match. I think he can definitely do better. Mm. What do you, um, Albert? What do you think we we can do there? Is, you know, is Suarez the you know a lot of people like like him. You know, think he's he's got a, you know can make that left back spot his own at Palace for a long long time. But if defensively, he, you know, he can be susceptible in games. Is that something we need to be mindful of in terms of you know looking for potentially a replacement, someone who can defend a bit better, or is it a case of getting him more support from out elsewhere in the team? Uh I, I, yeah, it's a tough one. I like him. I mean, you know, he is a, he's great going forward. But um, I've always I've always said that I like my I like my defenders to def- I like their strongest attribute attribute to be defending first, and then if they're great at going forward, if they're great at crossing, beating a man, then that, that's a bonus for me. And I think Klein Klein is the picture of that. You know, he's amazing at the back, and um, everything else is a bonus. All the going forward stuff. Soiree, I think. He, you know, we have to sort of cut him some slack because, again, it's his first season in this league. Um, well, it's his first sort of full season playing playing regularly. And often the, the player in front of him chop, chops and changes. And with our wingers being right. the way they are, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard for him to settle in, I guess. And, again, our, our central central defensive pairing is... I mean, it's been a bit regular since Delaney's been fit, but up until then it was Hangerland and then Delaney, and that can that can have an effect. I think I think eventually he will be great. He's, he's clearly got the potential, and and on his day he's fantastic. And he you know he can 
He's going to hold his own with the best. Just notice I've um, got some contact in earlier on. A quick shout out to Luke Hodgson, who drunkenly tweeted me and Patrick earlier on with some, uh, some very nice words. Cheers, cheers, Luke. Glad you're in, uh, enjoying the show. Um, cheers, Luke. Also, uh, Ben Allen got in touch saying that statistically the second best team, I guess best player in the team after goodbye is Jason Punchin, but he still seems to be out of sorts and still waiting for a goal discuss. Uh, the only thing to add where well, you mentioned it in passing, Patrick, was that. Um, but yeah, that he tends to pick up his form January onwards, um, which again, right. it's not really an excuse. You know, you, you want to play. You know, it doesn't shouldn't matter what time the time of year is. You know, you want a player to contribute, and when you when you're looking to push top six like like we are, you can't afford to carry a player even if he is one of your best players on his day. And that's that's how I feel about punching at the moment. Um, I don't feel quite as strongly as some other people do because I, I think he's had more good, more good games than bad. But um, I, you know, that's. Yeah, that's something worth, worth considering going going forward. Uh, Albert, go on. Yeah, just to follow on from that, I think we've seen it's, it's happened to um, Balassi a little, Zaha a lot. You know, Pardew doesn't seem to be afraid of of benching someone for a game or a couple of games if they're if they're not sort of seem to seem to be as effective as they could be. And I, you know, Punchin doesn't seem to be sort of prone to that. I know. In the last few games, he's been subbed a little bit more, you know, around the 60-minute mark, which wasn't happening. I just feel if if you can do that to players like Balassi and Zaha, then you know what's making Punchin exempt from that. That's the only sort of question I'd raise to the management. Yeah, that's a it's a very good point, and I noticed that you know in a few games this season, Punchin actually has been substituted. It's something, something that didn't happen before. Um, so, you know, there has been a, a bit of a shift there. But, yeah, he does seem to be, at times, and I, I know this is what frustrates Joe, he does seem that at times he's, he's immune from the same level of, of either criticism or, you know, the same level of, of action from the management than, than other players in the team who are struggling. But, you know, he's, he's a talented footballer. He really is. That's the one thing I have to say. I don't agree with Joe on this. I do. You know, I think Punchin's a very, very, very talented player. I think it's completely idiotic to suggest otherwise. It's certainly a form issue rather than a bit an ability issue. Um, and I, you know, I'm sure it will turn around for him. You know, we're, you know, we've moved on as a club. That's the thing. It's we can't really. It's it's more noticeable when people have bad games now. And you know, certainly when we're, you know, we took a point to go sixth place after 15 games. If you, you know, if Leicester weren't having such an amazing season, all you would see in the press is what a great season Palace are having and how they're. You know, how they've gone from, you know, yo-yo, the yo-yo team relegation, you know, certainties almost every year to to a top six team is absolutely phenomenal, and, and Punchin's been a big part of that. So, yeah, I don't think we should get get away from uh, get you know get ahead of ourselves there. Uh, but on that uh, issue of establishing ourselves in the in the Premier League, Greg has got in touch. That's at one Gregory Peck on uh, Twitter, um, and he says seemingly, seemingly we are establishing ourselves as a Premier League team. If we finish tenth every year, though, will we get bored? And lack the drama, lack, you know, the lack of the drama. Oh, that roller coaster <laughs> ride that everyone talks about. It. You know, it's an interesting point, isn't it? You know, I don't, I don't see us um, ever getting into a position where we're just finishing tenth every year. I know we've done tenth, eleventh, and tenth in consecutive seasons, but if you actually look at all the seasons, it's been a progression every time. You know, we've had Steve Parrish in the press talking about within ten years, you know, we'll be challenging for the title. So that's the ambition at the club. So I don't, I think. As a Palace fan, you know it's going to go one way or the other. It's either a, a it's either a climb or, or a fall, and um, done an awful lot of climbing recently. And I think we've still got a way to go. Any other opinions on that, Albert? Anything? 
we're going to win the league in in um, this season. This season. <laughs> you uh, ridiculed Nick the other the other week for um, was it the other week for I don't know for suggesting we'd finish fourth. I think it was. But there you go. Now we're going to win the league this season. Like it. That's what a glass of red wine does to a man. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, Patrick, you got you at all worried about the lack of drama? No. Um, if you're a Palace fan, how could you be? Um, the thing is, though, uh, with the new investment that's going to ultimately come in probably next couple of weeks and the ambition that Parish has, you can only be excited about being a Palace fan right now. I mean, I, the only thing I like to see right now is, is, is another one of those wonderful cup runs. We had one in 1990. We had one in 95. We got the semifinals of, you know. So that's what I'm with missing is a really nice, of course, obviously the one in 20. 12, I guess, 2011? When did we get to the uh, League Cup semi-final against Cardiff? 2012. 12, right. So, I mean, that's what that's kind of missing is a nice little cup run because cup runs always give you a little bit more excitement, you know, because there's a whole get-into-Wembley-type thing. So, but as far as the league is going, we're doing so well. I'm, you know, it's just, it's just great to be a Palace fan. I'm not worried about complacency at 10th. I'll take 10th for the next 10 years to get me a couple of FA Cups. Not this season, no. Uh, no, so they've got to finish at least 6th this year or 5th. Well, no, I'm talking about the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. would. Awful draw. I hate that draw. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the thing. We beat them last year. What's the chance of beating them two years in a row at their place? You know what I mean? Because well, we, don't, we don't beat them often. No, no, they're not the team that they were last season. That's, the, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. They're not as good as they were last year. There's something wrong with that team. I know what it is. There's something going on with them. So. Yeah, what is it? That drop, that's the drop that everyone expected when they sold their you know, their players to Liverpool and Man United. Yeah, exactly. It's just taken a season for the drop to kick in, really. They've struggled this, this this year. Still got a lot of quality, but some players, I think, were playing, you know, above their level, and there's there's been a bit of a drop there. And um, so, has, has the manager tried to sleep with Jose Fonte's wife? Oh, no, that was Sorry, I got awfully confused there. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, it's not an inspiring draw, is it? I'm, def- I'll, you know, I think I'll go to that one, and you know, and what, what, uh, but you know, I want a cup run. Um, but I just kind of knew watching the draw. You know, I just thought we're gonna, we're just gonna get another Premier League side. Did you? Kind of knew it would happen, <laughs> and I just expected it. I, I was desperate for us to get like a, you know, a little team and, as an away game, and you know, Brighton. Yeah, <laughs> Brighton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going great guns at the moment. It'd be interesting uh, if they. Uh, well, it looks like you know they might well get a get a promotion. I mean, I know they're very very good at ruining things when they. They're going to be great. Season after season, they are Premier League ready. Exactly. Well, finally, they've um, you know put, got a good manager in in, in Chris Hewton. Um, maybe. And, just maybe. And Chelsea are having a mess, so they'll get a, f- a few few thousand more fans down there. <laughs> Exactly. So um, no, it's in- interesting times, definitely. But it's funny to see see them getting so excited, and you know, in a way, you think, oh, you know, it's, it's bothering you a bit. But then you sort of look at look at the Premier League table and go, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, 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 they're getting excited about signing, you know, players on loan from the Premier League, and we've got yeah. to go home goodbye playing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just no point getting worked up about anything in that situation, is there? So, um, no, good on them. I hope they do come up to Premier League. We give them a spanking before we send them back down. That'd be, uh, oh, that'd be brilliant. Very pleasing. But um, I'm sure Mikey's going to get a clip of that me saying spanking and just repeat it over and over <laughs> again uh, <laughs> for the Christmas show or something. Um, 
Yeah, not that I know. I've seen Christmas show, and that makes me feel I should be able to, should be telling people what we're going to do for that, but I don't really know. Yet. There'll be some special stuff in the usual quiz where, you know, we'll speak to all the players about what they're going to get for Christmas, and it's definitely not me doing a series of awful impressions. It's definitely the real players. But you missed the best part, Chris. What was that? I'll be there live. That's true, yeah. We're getting live Patrick O'Quana. Come on! Patrick O'Quana goes to London. Patrick O'Quana comes from America. <laughs> You can't wait. You can't wait. Ah, uh, you can't wait. I can't wait. You're not going to wear your Donald Trump badge, are you, Patrick? <laughs> no, I'm on the plane with that bloody badge, so that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I get deported if I land in the back of my home country. That'd be terrible. <laughs> oh, look at that. I think that's... Uh, we're, we're approaching five years now as Homestead Radio, I think. Is it, or maybe even Is it? Um, yeah, and... Um, I thought we'd only be on about half an hour. That's the first time... <laughs> We've uh, ever had any kind of, uh, you know, satire, <laughs> up-to-date political satire. <laughs> up-to-date. That's <laughs> not true. It must be, surely. We talked current affairs. It was, It's a watermark moment for us, I think. Um, so, Water yeah, sh- I mean, there's not... Watershed. 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 Yeah, yeah I say watermark. Yes. Watergate. Same difference. Yeah. What so that have I got news for you on here now, isn't it? It's... We need, some, is, we, need some head, we need some headlines with some words blacked out. Which, which one's Ian Hislop? You, because you are bald. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's, it's not me or Patrick, is it? No. Um. Fair enough. Sort of. Uh, I've finished the, the discussion. Obviously, we didn't really talk about the goals too much, but obviously, you know, Dan scoring once again. He's a great threat from set pieces. Proving it once more. Poor marking from Everton, but um. You know, it was great for him to score, particularly as he's in my fantasy league team, as was the man who scored the equaliser, Lukaku. Uh, so that, that had been covered, and when the goal had led a bit of a charmed life, you know, the one great save, as we mentioned earlier, by Wayne Hennessy. And of course, the woodwork, I think, being hit, was it three or maybe even four times? Um, three. Yeah, three. Uh, the other things worth mentioning were two clear penalty shouts oh. for, uh, for us, which Pardew was particularly upset about in the post-match press conference. Uh, the late the late one with Jordan much maybe the contact was outside the area but certainly got nowhere near the ball but um, Mila Yednak being found as well was um, that was a clear one and it could be seen from pretty much all over the stadium so it was a shocker not to get that um, but I don't know what do you think was was for that reason was the was the game maybe deservedly a draw because certainly as an attack inside Everton were better than us I think but um, I don't know what would you think was it a fair result Patrick. Yeah, I think it was fair. I would like to have gotten the penalty, especially the first one. I mean, the, there was an obvious you know, shirt tug by um, the Everton player on Jedi. But, um, yeah, who admitted it as much in the post-match, which is kind of funny. The honesty from a professional player is always nice. But um, the second one, again, like you said, Chris, maybe outside the box. But, again, because of the, the luck we kind of got with the three woodworks being hit by Everton, I think one one was very, very fair. I think we deserved, an, at minimum, a point from that match. So I've got no problem with that. Uh, Albert, what's your game? Uh, I've I taken a point before the game, and based on what I saw, again, being mainly the first half, um, and the fact that both teams scored the same amount of goals, I'd say it was a fair result. <laughs> that, I mean, that's Agreed. key, isn't it, in, in assessing the situation? It doesn't matter what we think. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we won't even do a show then, if it doesn't matter. Okay, fine. Can, yeah, I thought you can, might be fine with that. But. Could go and watch The Apprentice. Yeah, I wanted to watch um, 
the thing about the Mona Lisa that started five minutes ago. There's a Ooh, picture behind it. Yeah, yeah. But I'll watch that on iPlayer later on. There's a little plug for iPlayer there. Uh, it's great, isn't it, the iPlayer? Cha-ching! <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they sponsor us, the BBC, yeah. Other BBC um, platforms are available. That's true, yeah. And Operation, Operation U-Tree being one of the big ones. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh, the more topical humour there. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. Anything else? Drink. Mm. I've already said <laughs> off, so I've literally yeah. got nothing. Yeah, that's usually the end for you. Did it again, didn't he? <laughs> it's the end for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, um, we suggested should we talk about ISIS? Probably not. We'll probably leave that one. Um, although, just on a side note, when I was heading to my... Um, Christmas party on Friday. Uh, I did notice a street called Isis Court. I think they're going to want to change the name of that at some point. Um, Isis. You want to talk about Isis, Albert? They increased the uh, the amount you can put into an Isis, didn't they? They did, and I'm bloody thrilled about it. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. Um, there you go. Um, What's everyone getting for Christmas? Or is it too early for that? Well, the, the Santa brings those, so I don't know. Um, mm. You know, I think I've been good. I'm getting a trip to England with my son. <laughs> there you go. Pretty decent gift. Come a trip to Sellers Park. I mean, couldn't get any better than that, could it? No, I don't think so. Uh, anything the listeners want from us for, for Christmas? I think we're going to do a best of show rather than do anything too dramatic because uh, we're all very, very busy people at the moment. It's going to be very short. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one introduction. In fact, there definitely none of the introductions will make it. Um, it'll it's be just going to be this podcast. Quality. Amazingly well. Um, nevertheless, I think we'll um, I think we'll leave it there. You know, good, another good performance from Palace. You know, this, this, you know, this show ends with us being sixth in the Premier League and and looking upwards. You know, home game against Southampton next week. Um, say next week from as I'm yeah. as I'm speaking, it's a couple of days. So <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, that's you know that's. Again, a big chance for three points there. We talk about the cup draw being a chance to sort of get through because they're not the team that they were, but, you know, big, big chance there. And, Albert, you've, you've said it in the chat there. Is your, uh, your one wish that we release Marouan Shamak? Re- release the Shamak. <laughs> um, how about you, Patrick? Any particular change you'd like? Obviously, we've got Zaha back for that. Yeah, I'd like to see Zaha back in for someone. It's going to probably be Jedi, but um, it might be punching and... Uh... I see Shamak in there, but I I could I can wait, you know, for a substitution. But I have a quick question: mm. Do you prefer three points on Saturday, or do you prefer an FA Cup win against Southampton? Three points on Saturday. Wow, uh, Albert. I'm all about um, I'll take the FA Cup draw, please. So will I. I'll take a win in the FA Cup over Saturday. Personally, right. see what happens. I think both, obviously, yeah, perfect both, job, yeah. the world isn't perfect, is it, unfortunately? Um, Tav wants uh, Speroni back in the team still, but there you go. Oh, yeah, me too, but that's not going to happen, so... Yeah, it's still, it's still difficult at times catching a you know little um, moment of him sitting on the bench not playing. Yeah. Still love to see him back out in a Palace shirt at some point, and, and sort of you know gutted he didn't get a chance in the cup. To be honest, but uh, there you no. go. That's, that's just my one little uh, one little negative, I guess. But uh, yeah. don't I end on a negative? You know things are going incredibly well. Uh, you know investment should um, should be confirmed pretty soon. I guess you know, that's the indications that it's all but done. Just a case of uh, signing the contracts and what have you, and we'll see where we go. 
Um, oh, we've been linked with a couple of players too, by the way. That got a new a strike apparently on the on the lookout. yeah the, the Belgian the Belgian lady, kid that, yeah Batshuashi or something like I that. I can't so say it. He's a good player. I've seen him play. He's very yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah. All about oh. yeah, well, it was certainly a goal threat. You know, that's yeah. probably the, that's probably the one thing we've been missing from our strikers. And Wickham is you know he's looking excellent. He had a little bit of a quiet spell during the game. Started brilliantly, but a little bit of a quiet spell. But as a link up play player, he is. You know, he's looking at everything that we need, but definitely got to add goals. And that'll come. You know, he was in the right position for one, you know, and very, very unlucky not to score, as we mentioned earlier. So, you know, that's good. And, and yeah, being linked with other players, sort of Debushi linked again, he's looking to get away from Oh, him. no. Please, no. <laughs> Which is um, an interesting one. But, um, yeah, so, again, I, I'd be surprised, actually, if there, any kind of investment isn't formally announced before the transfer window shuts, for obvious reasons. Um you know, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. You know, it's definitely exciting times as Palace fans. We'll be back on uh, on Sunday, I believe, <laughs> with a regular live show from 7 p.m. Do try and join us live, and you can uh, obviously get in contact with us during the show, or indeed ahead of the show. Just go to hlradio.net forward slash contact to find all the ways that you can get in touch with us. If you get in touch nice and early, we'll get your question on the show and. You know, and help us kind of plan as well, which is nice. We sometimes plan. Didn't plan this one at all, and it may have shown at various times. <laughs> but anyway, that that will do for now. It was only supposed to be a little podcast, so um, hopefully it's been enjoyable for you. Been quite enjoyable to record it as well, I'd say. So my thanks to Tav for producing, to Patrick, and to Albert. And uh, yeah, we'll be back on Sunday. Cheerio. Goodbye. Bye. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.